This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Welcome to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here at Plains FM 96.9. My name is Mark and I'm an alcoholic. The purpose of the show is to increase public awareness of Alcoholics Anonymous as an effective means of recovery from the disease of alcoholism. Our show has two parts. First we'll talk a bit about alcoholism, what it is and what AA can do to help. Then we'll interview a recovering alcoholic who is an active member of AA. I'm now going to ask our guests to read the AA preamble which is read at the start of every AA meeting. Hi, I'm Michelle and I'm an alcoholic. AA Preamble. Alcoholics Anonymous is a fellowship of men and women who share their experience, strength and hope with each other that they may solve their common problem and help others to recover from alcoholism. The only requirement for membership is a desire to stop drinking. There are no dues or fees for AA membership. We are self-supporting through our own contributions. AA is not allied with any sect, denomination, politics, organisation or institution, does not wish to engage in any controversy, neither endorses nor opposes any causes. Our primary purpose is to stay sober and help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. So what is alcoholism? Alcoholism is a disease, not a disgrace. There is no shame in having an illness or a disease. An unusual feature of this disease is that it will do whatever it can to convince you that you do not have it. However, once it has a hold of you, the progression of symptoms is like the classic disease model and the victim is as helpless as a sufferer of cancer. If you are an alcoholic, you are at the beginning of a long road that usually ends in one of three places, prisons, institutions or death. If you think this sounds dramatic, we can assure you that our collective experience has shown this to be true. The challenge is to convince the alcoholic to admit that they need help and become willing to seek it. Denial is a major symptom of alcoholism. The alcoholic is often the last one to recognise it and admit that they have it. Our definition of alcoholism is that it is an allergy of the body coupled with obsession of the mind. The allergy is a physical aspect of the disease. After having that first drink, the phenomenon of craving develops and we lose control over when we will stop drinking. The old saying is, one is too many and a thousand never enough. And yet, because of the obsession of the mind, the mental aspect of the disease, the alcoholic is compelled to keep picking up that first drink. This makes us powerless. We often hear from sub-alcoholics that many doubted whether life could be fun without alcohol. Fortunately, those same people report that their lives have improved dramatically since they became sober. The 12-step program of recovery, which is discussed at meetings and which is outlined in the Alcoholics Anonymous Big Book, is how we get sober and maintain our sobriety one day at a time. This program is a proven track record of helping otherwise hopeless alcoholics to achieve long-term sobriety and recovery. It has taught us how to enjoy life sober. Okay, for anyone who has just joined us, you're listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show here on Plains FM 96.9. We're just about to interview an AA member who is going to share their experience with alcoholism. So let's meet our guest. Would a guest like to introduce themselves and give us a quick sketch of who you are, age, how long you've been sober, occupation? 
Hi, I'm Michelle and I'm an alcoholic. Uh, I'm 51 years old. I work in administration, live in the Christchurch area and I've been sober for 11 months. And describe your family and then go into your childhood, please. I'm married and I've got one daughter. Um, I was brought up in a really strict religious family and came to believe through that that God, for me, was very fearful. So the thing that I was taught to rely on, I was very afraid of. And then at the age of 14, I found alcohol. So alcohol, to me stopped me feeling so anxious. I felt really, really fearful as a child. And when I got introduced to alcohol, I found something in a bottle that was fixing my anxiety. And I promised myself, even through the illness that I felt from from drinking so much on my first time, that I would drink for the rest of my life because it meant that I didn't have to feel. And I didn't have to feel the feelings that were coming up in my life. And that worked until it didn't work. So... Yeah, I spent most of my life drinking. It was a promise I made to myself and I kept it and I kept it really well. How did you drink? Did you drink socially, alone, binge drink? At the beginning it was um, it was social. It's just what we did as well. It's just what, what me and my friends did. Very social. And then gradually in my early 20s it got to drinking alone, hiding not telling people when I was drinking. And then I went and did my overseas experience and drinking and the partying over there was just absolutely crazy, just next level, and I indulged in it very well. The irony was that drinking to cure my anxiety, the anxiety was doubly worse the next day and it was always bubbling and it was always there because I wasn't getting to the root problem. I was just trying to suppress it with every drop that I put into my lips and and short-term relief for sure, but what came with that was just, you know, embarrassment and guilt and shame and just knowing that it was so self-destructive. Did you ever feel it was a problem and did you ever try to stop drinking? Yeah, oh, I, I guess I fundamentally knew in the core of myself that what I was doing was wrong, you know, it's, and that it was self-destructive. But there is no cell in my body that wanted to admit that to anybody because it meant that I had to stop the thing that would give me a little bit of relief in life. I, In my late 20s, when I came back from overseas, I um, sought counselling. Not necessarily for my drinking, more so for issues that were going on in my life, mainly my anxiety. So that was kind of my first step into the other direction of alcohol. So that was late 20s, and then oh, in the next kind of 20 years, I tried to give up by myself a lot. Um, I was definitely a binge drinker. I would, you know, I'd go on an absolute crazy binge, and then I'd just feel terrible the next day and wouldn't drink for maybe a few days, and then I'd be like, oh, I can just have one, I can control this, and then I'd have one, and that would open the door to Every single time, three, four days later, a binge would happen. And that cycle was just ongoing and extremely destructive at the end of it. What made you realise you needed help? Like, have you lost employment, family, had trouble with the law? What made me realise I needed help was knowing what I was doing to my body. I knew that I needed help, um, but I was also really closed off to help. So that was really hard. I knew that, yeah, just... Lying, deceit and hiding 
I got done for DIC. But even then, that, that still wasn't a wake-up call for me. But, you know, lots and lots of different signs in my life that I definitely needed help. But still wasn't ready to really want to give up the alcohol, like truly want to give up the alcohol. Like, how can I live without alcohol? I promised myself when I was 14 that I would drink for the rest of my life. How can I cope without alcohol? It's impossible, I felt. Can you describe any um, mental, physical, emotional decline and if you had a rock bottom? Yeah, definitely. I look, looking back now, I believe I had many rock bottoms, just absolute crazy places I would end up after drinking. And my last drunk, thank God it was my last drunk, wasn't really even that bad, but something was different this time. I just woke up and I just knew that I needed help. I knew that I'd done enough research in my life and I couldn't have one more drink anymore. I just couldn't. And yeah, that's when I turned to AA. How did you find your way to your first AA meeting and what was it like? Well, I knew of Alcoholics Anonymous and I'd kind of, after that, my last drunk, my last rock bottom, I went for a walk in the forest and I really soul searched and got really honest with myself for the first time and asked myself the question, can I have one drink? And I looked over my life and I knew that the answer was absolute no, you know, get real. And so I was like, okay, I need support with this. I'd gone to, I tried to do it myself. I'd had a whole year where I gave up drinking and did a course and various counsellors and everything. And I, I, nothing had worked because I'd always gone back. And I just knew Let's try Alcoholics Anonymous. They certainly don't drink. And so I went home and turned on the computer. And literally two minutes after I turned on the computer, there was an AA Zoom meeting starting. And I uh, connected into it. And I was really nervous. My, my hand was hovering over the mouse. I was like, no, don't do it. And I clicked it and connected into the meeting. What were other AA members like and how did they treat you? Oh, my gosh. After clicking that mouse, I, I've never had such an important mouse click in my whole life opening the doors to AA was like opening the doors to a far now that I never knew realized was there they were just surrounded me I feel it wells me up they surrounded me with love and they've shown me the way each step that I've taken it and I thought that they would just show me how to not drink and they've shown me how to live and it was just like, I it's almost can't explain it. There's almost no words for it. And so now instead of how can I live without alcohol, my mentality is like there is just no part of me that wants to touch it. My life is just so exciting looking forward. How um, have you managed to stay sober and what have you done to ensure your sobriety this far? What have I done to ensure my sobriety? Oh, gosh, so much. The first thing, the first thing that I've done is I've lived one day at a time and I've put one foot in front of the other and I have reached out for help. I've asked people around me for help and asked my own guidance within me for help, asked my sponsor, read the literature, gone to meetings and just, you know, sometimes it's been really confusing because there is a lot in AA. There's a lot of, at the beginning, language and jargon that I didn't understand but after opening the door to that first meeting, I knew I needed to be there. I knew I'd come home. So I knew that I was willing to do whatever Alcoholics Anonymous told me to do because it was a success for so many people around me. And so I just did that, but mainly one day at a time. 
And how have you coped with any difficulties um, with AA as in meeting sponsors, other members? I've just, um, so AA, the one thing that I love, absolutely love about AA, especially with my experience of religious upbringing, is that AA talks about a higher power of your understanding. So that can be, you know, one person might have the beach, one person might have God, one person might have trees, one person might have Buddha, and it doesn't matter. What matters is your sobriety and how you walk with it. So with my higher power, I've just really tuned into that and gotten a lot of intuitive answers of how to handle difficulties. And I tell you what, the amount of difficulties I've had since being sober have been absolutely crazily huge and I've managed them and I've coped with them and I haven't drunk over them. It hasn't been about me. I've processed the emotions and yeah, I'm just so grateful. Has service been um, part of your recovery? Service, because being 11 months sober, I guess I started going along to meetings and doing the dishes. I found that really helpful. It helped me start starting to talk to people. And then just gradually, and I've taken it really slowly, I've tried to be really gentle on myself, especially at the beginning. I believe, in my experience, I have to be gentle on myself. And so now I am the treasurer of a group doing this. Yeah, service gets you out of yourself and it shows you that... Life is so much easier done if you do it holding someone else's hand and whatever that means for you, whether that's the fellowship of AA, whether that's, you know, your local priest, whether that's your, your whanau or, you know, whatever. But service to me comes into that category and is so important because it not only are you giving love, but you're receiving it back and it just helps it go round and round. Thank you. How would you describe your life today? Oh, gosh. Oh, here I go, I'm going to cry again. I honestly, I do. I well up when I talk about my life today. It is so beautiful and it is just so wonderful. And most importantly is it's authentic. And I'm not living in a life of destroying my body with toxins, lying, guilt. I'm living in a life of being present and pure with my daughter and my husband and those around me, and each interaction I get as I'm walking one day at a time, it just buzzes me out way more than any bottle of vodka could, like a million times more. So I am just so grateful that I open those doors to AA and am able to live the life that I live today. How has your life changed since becoming sober i.e. like changes in career or living situation? Yeah, um, I've got to say not a lot, but I hadn't come to a place in my life where I had lost too much yet. And that's huge because I was on the verge of losing my whole family and that would have just been self-destruction. I actually don't believe I would have been here today. I believe I would have drunken myself into a hole. Um, so how has, how has it changed Internally, it's changed a lot, but externally, not a lot, but yet. And do you have any goals for the future? Oh, gosh, yes. Oh, living in the moment. Living in the moment. Just, I just get so excited about about life and intuitively going where I'm led, really. So spontaneity, you know, traveling. Like, I go to concerts now and I'm not drinking and it's just amazing. 
oh, yeah, living one day at a time is the most important thing to me. So I try not to get too far ahead of myself. But the excitement of not having that thought in my head, how can I live without alcohol? Now that that's not there and I can actually see how I'm walking, it is super exciting, like fireworks explosion exciting. <laughs> AA is described as a spiritual program, not a religious program. What does spirituality mean for you? Spirituality means for me, a. I believe it's a really individual thing. For me, spirituality means connection with the divine. It means a connection with a higher vibration and the highest vibration on earth is love. So I just try to connect with love as much as I can and it is just wonderful living in that space when I do. What would you suggest to any listeners who may have a drinking problem? I would suggest to sit down in a place where they feel safe and to just to try to get really honest with themselves about their drinking and for them to know that AA is is here and um, from the bottom of my heart I'm so grateful that they're here and that they can be there. We can be there for, for them too. And where can people go? Um, what are some of the things they can do to get help? On the website is the 0800 number, so you can ring AA. You can ring um, drug and alcohol helplines, which can guide you in the right direction. You can go onto the website and see meetings. So there's Zoom meetings and face-to-face meetings. There's always a way. Um, I'm a member of a 24-hour women's meeting, so I can get on at any, any time of the day which um, is just so good to know that I'm always safe. Michelle, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your story. Thanks. For our listeners, if you've related to anything you've heard or would like some more information about Alcoholics Anonymous, you can look us up on the web at www.aa.org.nz or call us on 0800 AA Works. There are over 60 meetings a week in Canterbury, so it's likely there's one near you. Join us next week to hear from more AA members sharing their experiences. Our show airs every Monday at 5.30 on Plains FM and repeats on Wednesday at 12.30pm. You can also find podcasts of our past shows on the Plains FM website at plainsfm.org.nz or you can download, subscribe and listen to podcasts on iTunes or Spotify. That brings us to the end of the show. Thank you for listening, and remember, if you want to drink, that's your business. But if you want to stop, we can help. You don't have to do it alone. We will now close the show with a serenity prayer, as we do in every AA meeting. God, God grant, grant me the me serenity, serenity to, to accept, accept the things, things I cannot change, change courage to change the things, things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. difference. You've been listening to the Alcoholics Anonymous radio show on Plains FM 96.9.